Hey guys, Drummond here. Just want to let you guys know that we do have a YouTube channel up right now. And if you guys would like to see that, go ahead and type in drum, the symbol, and drummer, and you guys can see our beautiful faces there. And we are putting up extra content. It's more of like the uncut version of the podcast. However, if you do like the more polished, censored version of this podcast, go ahead and keep listening. The episode will come up right now. Rock and Sock and Robots, guys. Come on. Ooh, talk about a good game. That is not a video game. Dude, it's so good. I was so bad at it, though. I was never good at the rock and sock on robots for you. Just fucking get your thumbs going. Were you the red one or the blue one? It was always red. Why? Red's my favorite color. Do you think red's, you know, made you more, did you think the red one was stronger? I thought the red one was cooler because I liked the Did color. you also think that different colored M&M's tasted different? Because you're right and you can't tell me otherwise. Red is the best tasting one. Green, then blue. You had, you liked green. I liked green. I didn't like yellow. Yellow always tasted gross to me. I never ate the yellows. Well, orange. There's no such There's a yellow M&M. M&M. Yellow is the first peanut M&M. Oh, that's what I usually eat. Wait, is it really? It's not like a milk chocolate one? I don't think so. Have you had the, the caramel M&M's? Is he coming in through there? Yeah. Okay. Because now he's, I can barely hear him. Yeah, you turned me down. Oh, no. There you go. Hey, have you ever had the caramel M&M's? They're disgusting. You don't like them? No, absolutely really? not. Have you tried those, David? No, I don't. I don't like caramel. Caramel. It's caramel. It's caramel. It's caramel. Uh, and really? it says caramel's on crack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just reeling from all these all these reality jumps. Yeah, we've had quite an interesting setup. Um, David was willing to. Well, first of all, it's incredibly windy outside. We apologize for that. But and it's then, Earth. And then David decided to almost, you know, get ready to fight us over the fact that those were not his headphones when they're the same ones. He's they're been not using my headphones. Bro. They're the same headphones. We, you bought us are the same pair for us. No, okay. You, so pair. you know how there's times where like something happens and then you shift realities and you're in a par- parallel reality. That's what happened because you, these are not my headphones. Do you think we're in our base reality right now? Yeah. Now that these are different. Yeah. We'll find. I you mean, know what reality we are in. Isn't isn't every reality your base reality because that's the one you're living in? Do you know the reality we are in? What's that? We're in the drummer drummer reality. Roll What's that right? intro, David. I'm drum. I'm drummer. <laughs> By the way, David, you did not cheers me at all. You just went like this and just drank it. I'm sorry. You guys are always really off with when the video cuts. So, oh, really? I was just showing you where it is. You oh. got it, though. When I didn't went, get it. You're always a little too early, uh, but that's I, okay. I like to do, but I like to do the, uh, the, I like to tap when it has that little snare drum. I like, it just fits in my head. <laughs> what a musician. <laughs> that's such a musician's thing to say. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Week 62. Week 62, guys. I feel like this is going to be a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> five plus five, ten. Plus 8, 18, plus 2, 20, plus 4, 24, plus 6, 30, plus 10, 40, <laughs> times 1, 40, <laughs> plus 5, 45, plus 3, 48, plus 2, 50, plus, plus 6, 56 plus 4, 60 plus 2, 62. 
And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's, self-improvement, supernatural, and storytelling. Dalton, why were you so low energy doing that counting? I had to really focus. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a day. What's been going on, guy? Talk um, to me. Well, so you know how sometimes you just, you just wake up in a funk? So I kind of woke up in a funk. Not really. It's only because of this reason. If I, if I woke up, got my ass up, and went to the gym at 4.30 like I should have done, I would have been fine. But... I woke up at... He snoozed his alarm. I heard it from my I bedroom. snoozed my alarm, and I didn't realize it, and I woke had, up at 7 a.m. He has an alarm that goes... He <laughs> <laughs> hates that alarm. I hate it because I wake up to it, and I'm always like, oh, shoot, all right, it's time to get up. You know there's a whole bunch of ways, there's a whole bunch of things you can do that are like not waking up other people. Like There's light alarm clocks. There's headbands that have headphones inside of them. Really? Uh-huh. So you can sleep on your side with them instead of having your big ass, you know, buds in. Nice. Right I, on. I'm have, not going to do that. Have you heard of the uh, the alarm? That, I think we've talked about it before, which is like a little... Uh, roller? Yeah, a little roller. And then it like rolls around your room away from you and you have to like shoot it with a gun or something to turn it off. That's smart. There's a little target on it. That's smart. I would just... I would not be accurate and my whole house would be awake because I would miss. Um... And wake up at seven. I woke up at seven and I got up and I was like, I got to go to work at like seven thirty. So I wake up and I walk out and Matthew's coming back from the gym, which is like, I was like, fuck, I don't want to look at Matthew right now because I knew Matthew Shame. was, yeah, Matthew was Shame. like, you didn't go to the gym. So Shame. he didn't, he didn't really bother me on it. He just asked how I was doing. So that was fine. But, uh, it would just kind of put me in like in a weird place. So getting my day started was really hard. And then I couldn't have my breakfast. So I was, I was just running late. I just was I just fucked up. So I was having a weird morning. So um, finally I got I got my life going, got everything moving. But uh, yeah, I had to really hit my numbers today. So I had to really like put a, eat a lot of chicken and, and tortillas. So yeah, it's, it's been a day. I'm kind of tired. Uh, workout was rough too. Everything, it's just been a rough one all, all around. But I feel like, I feel like it's been like a rough, it's, it's like a rough vibe of a week for me. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Do you have that kind of vibe? No. Oh. No, no, I do not. How was your morning? No, he's just great. hundred percent. I'm just he's the best. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, You're no, like a really, really strong individual. I've got a blistering headache right now. Uh, whenever the winds like this get this bad around the house, like my sinuses and my allergies just destroy me. And I got home and then when I got home, the winds are really bad over here. So I was like, I don't want to take a Zyrtec because by the time it kicks in, I'm about to go to sleep. Exactly. So after this, I'll probably take a couple Benadryl just so yeah. I don't feel like terrible in the morning, and then I'll call it a night. But yeah. but we have a podcast to do, and we're here. We're and delivering. We're, we're gonna do it. We're delivering the goods. <laughs> David, how's your how's uh, your week so far, man? Delivering it deliriously. Oh, good. Just getting packed. No, it's stressful. Stressful. Yeah, spot. I can imagine. Um, I can vibe with it. I got that for the square up later. All so right, sure. we're we're good for now. All but right. uh, the the Powerball. Is at seven hundred million dollars right hey, now. Hey, we should buy a ticket. You guys want to? We'll split three ways. What's, what's the meme? It. What's the meme with the little kid? My grandpa Here said. Comes the Here doll. comes the Powerball. <laughs> uh, yes. And so we've talked enough about what uh, what we would do if we won the lottery, Mister Cruise Ship Businessman. Hmm, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, you made that. Yeah, remember? You're so smart. But when you're rich, and you have to bring back arcades. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. And you have kids. How would your approach be to that? If you have money, but you necessarily don't necessarily want your kids to grow up reliant on it or spoiled yeah. off of it. 
Uh, and I'll start with the question of, would you buy expensive brand clothing for your kids if you were rich? Uh, I, I clothes, I feel like clothes don't matter to me. Like, would like, they be wearing Gucci onesies? We're not the most no. fashionable, fashionable people, David, no. um, if you haven't noticed, but, um, they'd have a tiny hiney for a toilet. I'll tell you that. You know what that is? No. Dude. They, they'd have probably have like the best like products that's like for like. Like a mother and the child. Yeah. You know, like they probably had the best parts of those things. But when it came to like when they were like, he, they, my kid, my baby would have fucking Vans, um, Story So Far t-shirt, um, hats, some backwards hats to put on, just dress them like a little skater boy, a little pop punker, you know? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I would never be like, oh, here's, here's your Gucci pants that you're going to wear for two weeks and you're going to grow out of them. Fuck off. You get that yourself when you're old enough. I would never do that. But say they want, say they're like five and they want an electric guitar or they want like the most top notch skateboard that you can find on the market. I vibe. Yeah. Honestly, Whatever. I would give it because I, I would want one too. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably just do I, it like, with them. Like stuff like that, I would absolutely like get them. But clothes, I don't, I mean, clothes, not really. Like, so what, do you, what would you spoil your kids on versus what wouldn't you spoil your kids on? When it comes to experiences, experiences, something you can fail at and learn how to work up to. You know, like something that's going to kind of give you like strengths and weaknesses and you get to work on those things as they come along. So like even skateboarding, like skateboarding taught us a lot on how to fail and just keep trying. Yeah. You, know? you either like, make it or you don't. And music, it's very obvious when you don't. Yeah. And music, just the same thing, you know. And plus it would give me such an excuse to just do it too. Like just why not try it out? And it's something to have a connection with your kid. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not going to like not be wearing nice clothes, but it wouldn't be like. Gucci onesies or anything I don't think like they'll that. have like thirty pairs of shoes to choose from. I think I think twos, two or three is a good pair, good amount of shoes to choose from. I think of shoes. Yeah, I think a lot of people would fight you on that. Absolutely, really? I think you would fight yourself on that. How many pairs of shoes do I have? You now? have so many pairs of shoes in your room. How many? At least more than two or three. All right, here's what I have. <laughs> I have um, Aldi Chelsea boots that I like, but I only wear them when I dress like and go out nice to nice places. And then I have uh, dress shoes that I wear for any type of suit that I wear. It just goes with it. I don't give a fuck. And then I have uh, a, a pair of Vans shoes. I have, well, slides don't really count. I have a lot of shoes. I need to, I need to throw this fuckers away. And then I have Vans mountain shoes, which are really dope. They're good for like all How weather. How many times have you gone to the mountains? Hey, <laughs> it worked out that one time, remember, David? It did. It did really I, did. Didn't I look super cool? I, yeah. David saw me. He's like, "Whoa!" I have pictures of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was yeah. like, "Damn, that guy looks really good walking on the snow." I was like, "Yeah, that's me. That's me." That which, guy, like two pairs of pants. Which of the shoes that you own would be the best ones to do splits in? Hmm. I would say the slides. What the do you slides? think? Slides. Why is it because it says you can slide in it? Um. Exactly. So all right, guys. He gets, guys, me. He he gets, gets me. It's, it's like time, your brothers. It's like my brother. It's time for my week three update. Four. Week, te- week, week. Is it week four? Week January has five weeks. Doing this part. All right, te- technically, because we it started on a Friday. Okay. All right. All right. So week four update. Um, I am absolutely. I'm actually no. That's not true. I'm a little closer than last time we spoke. Uh, but I'm definitely like same thing. I feel more controlled in holding myself upright. Um, but the problem is, is I started a new uh style of training last week. Did we talk about that last week? 
Is new style? No. So I, I I'm doing something called power building, where it's a mixture between powerlifting, bodybuilding. I gave you guys the rundown, but basically my hamstrings were so sore last week that I couldn't walk for like three days. Trust me, we heard about it. Um, which made stretching for the splits basically not possible without immense amounts of. He pain. was immobile for about four days. It was terrible. So uh, I'm good. Week two is going much better than week one. Um, so I'm able to what. So week two of my new training. Oh, oh. new training. Oh, new yeah, training. right on, splits. right on, yeah. right on. This is week okay. th- uh, four, three, four. Yeah. It's one of the weeks That's of the right. splits. That's right, you'll finish it. Um, but yes, and so I was feeling kind of down because I didn't, was like, I really don't know if this is possible, if I can get there. And then Monique looked me in my eyes and she said, Time to suffer. You can do this. Oh, uh, yeah. That's when I knew that I will do this. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish I only needed that talk. You can do this. All right. All right. <laughs> so but it's going well. I'm still doing it a lot. I spent um, a good amount of time yesterday um, in the splits. And I haven't been home today, so I haven't done it today. But I'll probably do it first thing tomorrow morning. Um, but, yeah. All right. Day. Well, I have a question for both of you. I have so, an answer. Uh, maybe. Actually, probably not. So at my work, we're all like all of our desks are next to a window, basically, so people can see us. Get a nice view. And, uh, and so we all have our own paddle. That's just like a, it's like a whiteboard paddle that you just put up in the window. Um, Did you decorate yours? What would you, what would you put on yours? I would leave mine blank. You would just leave it blank? Yeah. Um, Why? Because I wouldn't know what to put on it. Or I'd put like. I would put a message to them, like, wave, like, honk if you're horny, or clap, yell if you're horny, or something For people like that. that are walking by your window? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that. Dalton? Um, I feel like it would be, like, a like a, a question of, like, a physical action, like, do this if you're reading it. And I'd be, like, reading it, be, like, wiggle our arms. It just it would just look funny. Because I, I, would, I would forget the board's up there. Yeah, and then the somebody from our window would be, on? like, <laughs> I'd be, like, all right, cool. <laughs> and then I would remember like later on, oh, I'd put the sign up. That makes sense. How close are you to the beach? You're not close to the beach. I'm like five minutes to the beach. Okay, but you can't like Fuck see off. the water. I can't see water. Uh, but, you can't like, see my otters, co- can my- you? <clears throat> I can see otters in the water. No, you can't. You can see otters in the water? I can see otters in the water while I'm reading Harry Potter. <laughs> but enough it. of all this fodder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with words. Yeah, no, it's. I finally found something for that justifies the entire super long list of movie quotes. Nice. That I have there and you go. quotes that I've been picking up from books and stuff like that. So every day is just a different quote. What does everybody else do? Some people put like messages on where they're going, like if they're out at lunch, or some people just put busy or like in a meeting or stuff. Someone else put a quote first, and that's what gave me the idea. But his is like an inspirational quote, and I was like, nah. You should actually do this. You should get uh, like all your quotes, but mess them up slightly, slightly. And if somebody notices, like then always you, get them kind of wrong. Yeah. Get them kind of wrong. because Someone can like fix it and then you can talk to them about it. Like that, you, that's you miss, good. you miss hundred percent of the shots that you miss. Like something like that. That was the first quote I did. And then you also the, Michael like, Scott, the Michael Scott one. <laughs> like looking at it or like how the turntables. That's good, but also I I uh, don't always want to talk to people. Yeah, you know what? Fuck so, me. Hey, but, don't listen and to me. That's what I was going to say. Is I feel like if you do something like that where you make them interact with you, that's opening the door for them to come up and, you know. And yeah. Networking, baby. Within my own company? Fuck yeah. But yeah. So today's was, um, I can't build you a candy house, Edith. It will fall apart. The sun will melt the candy by Dewey Cox. Do it, Cax. But anyway, 
Um, why do we reflect on the unnecessary? This is what Dalton sent me. Dalton, Dalton sent me this. Oh my gosh. I was thinking this because I, we all do this. We all do this. We all, and I've been working on it. This is why it's in my head so much, but we all think about things that we did in the past. That's cringy. Or we think of a sentence that we said that like didn't make sense. And we were embarrassed on how we said it or how it came across. Or we think of a situation that we were super uncomfortable with and we reacted very badly to. You know, and it makes you go like, Ugh. like you just have those moments where you're like you're just sitting down, chilling, and then stupid thought comes in your head, and you go, "Fuck, why did I say that?" You know what I mean? And that happened to me like a few times last week, and I was like researching on how to maybe like just you know figure out how to like learn from that experience and not have it happen again. Just kind of get my, get used to always looking like always in the present, in the future, not living in the past. So. um what this one guy said to do was to take like a bunch of breathing exercises every time something like that happens and you do three breaths of breathing in and when you breathe in you just think uh like you just think uh like all the good stuff you want you want good things good things good things and you're pushing out the bad things when you breathe out pushing out bad breathing in the good pushing out the bad breathing in the good pushing out the bad and so then that takes you into your brain and you start thinking about breathing which brings you back to the present and so you're not thinking about the past anymore and you just move forward with your day Instead of like dwelling on it, because sometimes you have one thought and then it leads to more and more and more and more. Snowball effect. Yeah. Do you have any? Th- do you have that at all? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think everybody does. I mean, we that get- sounds like anxiety. It's a form uh, of it, but not as like it doesn't like, or, like it doesn't do like anything to you. It just like kind of goes. Why do? I, why did I do that? Yeah, and I think it's because like you know we have this idea. We have an ego where we have uh, an image of ourselves that we like to hold ourselves to, right? And nine times out of 10, those situations that come up, we, we don't fit that mold. So that's why it sticks out to us. And so we're trying to figure out why did I do that? Why did I do this? Why, you know, and a lot of times it comes from like, um, a lack of the ability to like forgive ourselves for that. And that's something that I've always struggled with. Um, especially when you hold yourself to a high standard, you know, in all situations when you don't react the way or respond the way that you should have or like ideally would want to, uh, it's hard to do that. And a lot of times people have a hard time forgiving themselves. So whenever I have this stuff, you know, um, whenever it, it happens to me, I, I have a lot of moments of my life that are just so cringy. Uh, but, you know, I just like tell myself like, that was me in that moment. Like I forgive myself. Like I can't go back and change that, you know? And that's, I think that's where a lot of it comes from, from this place of like, Oh, if only I could go back and change this one thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have to like, if you have to eat your shit, don't nibble. Right. Like throwing it back to the 99 cent advice. Like you can't, I'm sorry. You can't go back and change whatever's happened. All you can do is accept it, forgive yourself for responding however you responded, and then either A, tell yourself, I don't have to be that person anymore and make the changes necessary, or B, really dive in. Like, why, if, if it's a reoccurring issue, why did that there, happen? Why did yeah. that happen? Then there's deeper questions to and ask. And then you could go, you know, how, how can I fix that now if that happened again? Yeah. Maybe, maybe think in a productive sense instead of thinking like, Fuck that yeah, sucks. Like, Why'd I do that? Like, I'm so stupid. Don't let it cripple you. Yeah. You know? But it's just it's just a very odd thing where like as humans we just think about so many negatives and we can't reflect on the positives. Like I had there's like days where, you know, I don't have stomach problems and I'm like, I don't think about it. I don't do I don't even think about it twice. So now I'm taking like time when I'm in the shower thinking about my day 
Like, okay, did I have any stomach issues? What did I eat? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? And thinking about how you can fix it instead of dwelling like, oh my God, I almost shit myself on the drive home, you know, shit like that. So like focusing on that, which is something that you would focus on because it's a negative but focus on the positive, just like I didn't shit myself on the drive home. Well, it's it's how because you did it on the front steps. Exactly. It, it it's how our brains are wired. Like like I've been studying a lot of like persuasion recently, and um, a lot of it comes from everybody wants like it's e- like negativity. It's just easier for us to be attracted to, right? That's why the news, everything is negative. Like yeah. if you watch the news, you think like the world is ending tomorrow. You yeah. know. As opposed to, there's a lot of really amazing shit going on right now. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really productive things that are very positive, you know? Um, But just as humans, like, we're hardwired to see the negative because our bodies are meant for one thing, and that's to survive, right? And how do you survive? Do you survive by, like, smelling the roses? No, you get fucking eaten if you smell the roses. You survive by looking for things that are slightly out of place, and when it's out of place, that means danger. So that's, like, fight or flight, you know? That's why you'll see a lot of times you'll see... If you ever see an advertisement for something, you'll see something that's completely out of its element, right? Like Geico, a fucking gecko selling insurance, right? You don't even think about the insurance, but you remember the gecko. Why? Because it's a gecko usually in an office. And it's cute. And you like your body picks up on it and it goes, that's not supposed to be there. So I need to like notice it, right? Same thing. You're like, oh, that's negative. I need to notice it because my life or death might depend on it, right? Like uh, primally. So how do you guys carry your stress in my shoulders? No, no, no. Like <laughs> where it's like, yes, I think physically I'll carry it for a long time, but emotionally, like I don't really carry stress emotionally w- once the situation is over or like until, until the situation is happening, I don't carry any kind of stress uh, emotionally. It's just, it's all left over from like, physicalness um when i get stressed out uh it's like i get stressed for the moment like i have to figure things out once i have everything figured out um i kind of just have a switch i'm just done like like i can get stressed out or be have anxiety and then i'll just be like okay well you know this happened this happened it's okay it shit happens and then that's like my switch so then i'm like okay after that but there's some people that take it forever to uh get over things um fortunate for me for it not to be me but yeah how do, you, how do you handle stress, Matt? Um, I want to resolve it 90% of the time, like immediately. Like I'd rather like sit down and like have the conversation than like, you know, let it drag on for days and days and days. And then, you know, 90% then I'm sitting there playing scenarios in my head that nine times out of 10 don't come to anything. Like nine times out of 10, I'm expecting it to be this blowout. It's going to be yelling and screaming and crying. And it's usually like a quick conversation and it's just tends to, you know, you're at the bandaid off. It's or fine. Just a quick one too. Or that, you know, if that's what it comes to. Um, right. But no, I, I'll definitely hold it for a while longer. Even if it's once it's been resolved, I will not be upset anymore. But then it's kind of like reflection on my part of like, what, what did I do? How was I feeling? Why did I react like that? But then once I come to a conclusion on my own terms of like how I handled it or like what I can do to make sure that doesn't happen again, then I'm pretty good at like, just, okay, it's done. Like move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so much of that stress I know comes from, you know, wanting to succeed, wanting to do good and stuff like that. And so I was watching something where it was talking about the difference between cultures, especially between like Asian cultures and American cultures. Yeah. Whatever. Um, 
<laughs> and it was it was talking about like a growing up and it was the difference between like Asian parents and the way they raise kids versus American parents and the way they raise kids and like first generation Asian Asian yeah. parents that are still very heavily in the culture. And the biggest thing I saw was like one American culture fo- focuses on your personal identity and your expression of your identity and like standing out as your own versus uh, what's called wa, which is a societal harmony. Yeah. Which means <clears throat> you do your part, do your part to make society work well. Yeah. And don't uh, stray from that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. How, how do you think that factors into which side do you think you were more on growing up? Personal expression to the most. Yeah. Like that's how your parents raised you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I personally was always kind of like a like just express myself in any way I know how. Um, just do my own thing. That's why I got super into like art. That's why I love art. That's why I love just like music or any type of art form. It just the 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 creativity of that is so inspiring to me. Um, so that's why I I, I always kind of like went towards that, and so that never really led for me to uh, do well in more structural studies uh, such as school. Um, but that was more of a personal thing. I don't know. How how are you? How do you feel about this? I don't know. It automatically makes me think of like. Um, so I think I think you do have like the obligation part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say I was a mixture of both. I definitely think like societal harmony was like big for me because I didn't want to cause conflict or cause riff, uh, and I always tended to be like the peacekeeper for a lot of you know situations and and people in my life. Um, but I think that I think this shows like the you know individualistic approach versus like the tribal community where like you know it takes a tribe to raise a child like you hear that that saying all the time um but i don't know i feel like i had both like i definitely was able to i definitely made my opinion heard when i definitely when i needed to but also too i always ran it through this filter of like i don't like to waste my breath i don't like to waste my time and i've always been like this so even though i talk a lot if i don't think you're actually going to hear me i won't say a word if I, if I, you give me a situation and like you tell me what's going on and I just like can see it in your eyes that you're not in a place to listen, you just need to vent. I just won't, I won't state my opinion or anything. Um, or if I just don't think that you're a person that is, you know, willing to actually hear another point of view. Cause I won't, I'll say things I don't necessarily believe just to have somebody see the other side of things. I just think that that's important for logical thinking, you know? Um, agree with that yeah and so one of the experiments they did with children of both groups was uh something if 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 take a few seconds for each of you and describe your mom my mother our mother um and what what way just describe that's that's all you get describe your mom uh she likes really bad movies um but she's sweet caring um she always let me express myself so i guess she always she always focused i think for both of us on self-expression or just making sure we're heard Mm -hmm. so she always made sure we had a voice um and she did it herself too so you know we kind of learned from from her handling issues that we went through uh she's very honest in a lot of ways so i feel like that's where a lot of my honesty comes from it's kind of giving the blunt truth yeah. Okay, because it showed 
it showed cultures that focused on uh, like honor and achievement and success and stuff the children would describe their mother in terms of the relationship with them as a mother. And when it comes to like, Oh, she helps me with my homework. You know, she takes me to practice. She does this stuff as her role as a, as a parent compared to personal expression, identity peop- uh, groups, which describe their mother as an individual person. Yeah. And so I might've biased you a little bit because of the conversation we're talking about, but the, the way your very first thing was she likes really bad movies yeah, was yeah. very much. That's my mom yeah. as a person rather than against me and bad yeah. movies. I mean, she likes all these weird silent films that, uh, like Matthew says, is a fat woman jiggling. Yeah. For five minutes. It's like they, it's, they, <laughs> they do a shot and then like, there's like seven lines and they do it like line by line, but they just go back to the same shot in between you every time. So, but the other thing is, it's really good. It, we talked about it a little bit was the Confucian culture, which is that a child has obligations for the entire family. So it's like when, you know, a meal's being had, the youngest serves everyone else, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys think you? That's yeah, fucking stupid. Fall in line with that? I no. do. He doesn't. Fuck that. Why? I don't. I don't. I don't owe anything to anybody. They think I do. They can fuck off. How did? But how did you cultivate that kind of thought process? Uh, I, it, Matthew will say it's a younger sibling thing. It is, uh, but it's not. I think it's a, it's a point of view where it's like, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. And if nobody, if people don't agree on it, they can fuck off. It's very simple. If I, I want to be happy for myself, I don't want to be happy because you're happy. I'm not going to base my happiness off of you. What does it matter? But I also think you're very, you're afforded that because of the way you were raised. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that can never even fathom thinking that way. Because they were never taught any other way. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like I see it as like a form of respect. Like you guys have done so much for me that I do and don't know about, you know, on both ends. Like if this is and I'm big on rite of passages, though. Right. Like I worked for my dad. Like I got to learn my father's trade. And that's a rite of passage. Like, and I and I got to do it. And it's probably one of like my favorite working experiences ever was working for him, right? With all the free lunches you got? No, it has nothing to do with that. I would have paid for all of them. Uh, but like, because if you look back in biblical times, like you didn't have a last name. You weren't David Rodriguez. You were David, the son of so-and-so. And then your last name, so it was like uh, Jesus the carpenter, Joseph the carpenter. You uh, were uh, your like trade. Your, your father's trade or your trade? Well, you became your father's trade. Oh. Right. So, but with that comes a certain amount of like respect for that job itself, you know? And so I always really liked that tradition and like that rite of passage of like, you become a man when you learn your father's trade, because I can tell you right now that like my dad and I have a very deep understanding of one another and our relationship is very different than yours and dad's. And 90% of that is because I understand what dad goes through on a daily basis for his job i was there i saw him interact with the employees i saw i also saw him come home and like my dad's a great boss like he deeply cares for his people you know and that's a side where where if all my dad did was come home right the complaints or the not complaints the the situations that he comes and describes when he comes home have two very different tones when you understand what's going on yeah the tone of frustration goes from being frustrated with your employees to now when you listen to it, when you know him, you know that he's frustrated with the situation because he wants to make sure that his employees 
get paid and yeah. they're able to put food on the table for their families. You know, mm-hmm. like one conversation that I had with my dad that really changed my perspective on a, on a lot was like my dad told me his favorite time of the year is when he gets to give out Christmas bonuses. And he goes, because I know that especially when work has been good the last couple months of the year, I can give bigger Christmas bonuses. So that means that the kids are going to have better Christmases. They're going to have more gifts. They're going to have more food. They're not going to have to stress about their rent. And like he painted like the macro view of being a business owner. And like I remember just sitting there being like, oh, shit. Like I, I never even thought about it like that. You know, in my head, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, Christmas bonus. Like, you know, and but that's that comes with being in that position. And it comes the same way of doing being that person for a family like there's things that i've done for you you'll never know about there's things both of you have done for me that i'll never know about you know what i mean but like that comes with like those relationships so if there's something that is a rite of passage to show my respect for that absolutely i think that's true and matthew and my dad have always had a very specific relationship ever since matthew worked there it, it, like it changed and it, I, I would say it got better yeah, like, honestly absolutely. um like i do notice the difference though and this isn't a bad thing this isn't me putting no. down anybody but i'll ask my dad how his day was he'll go it was busy it was good it was good I'm like, all right and then i'll go to my room or i'll do something and then matthew will come in and my dad will go how's your day and my dad will go this happened this happened this happened you, you know this guy right and that's like oh yeah yeah and then they start talking about like all the asphalt stuff and i'm like there's the difference. Like my dad has a connection with him. So you can talk to him about all these things. Now I'm sure I have a connection with my dad on other levels that Matthew doesn't have. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's very specific to the person, but that's when I realized, you know, from the start when Matthew first started working there, they would talk about work and they were just really like vibing off each other and enjoying it. It was, it was cool to see, you know, like your brother and your dad having a really good relationship. I really enjoyed that, but that work did change it. You know, it helped them. Even though you worked there too. Uh, I, I'm the uh, superior, the superior janitorial uh, uh, in, in individual worker, I would say. Um, I'm more on contract. So You're 1099. I'm 1099. So, you know, it's fine. But, yeah, you know, for, for him and my dad, it was, it was I think it was a good thing for them, but too. I do think that, like, back to the Confuci- Confucian culture, that's a lot of undue pressure, which is where I think Dalton's view on this comes from, where it's like a child has, a reaction. Obli- has an obligation to their family, you know, where it's like in the, there's so much pressure with that, where it's like, I, like, I don't want to dishonor my family, you know, and like all of that. And then also to like Dalton's point of view of like, then you get to take that idea of success or honor, but it's trying to see it from your family's point of view which causes a bunch of problems down the road, especially when they're like, no, like I did this because I wanted to make you happy, but I've been miserable for the last 15 years. Yeah. You know, like I don't want, I don't like, I rather have the idea of like, I succeeded for myself and doing something that I want to do than have the thing like, okay, I got the job. I got the wife. I got the kids. My parents, are they proud of me yet? Like, fuck off. I'm proud of myself when I do it. Well, I think too, that just me, that just stands on different expectations or different, definitions of success between generations i think there definitely is different expectations you know what your parents think you what your parents think will bring honor when it comes to you is different than what you think is honorable yeah absolutely yeah i'm not trying to make anyone else proud but yeah the undue pressure then creates this thing which again is is has names in in the culture of honi and tatame which is the face you show the world versus the face that holds your desires Mm-hmm. But I think that spans, you know, maybe the the severity of it differs, but the idea is held true all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true, though. I think everybody everybody does have two faces, whether you're that individual that says, I'm 
truly me the entire time. Like that's, and you're probably right, but there is, when you're alone, every single person is slightly different. And that's because you're alone with yourself. Like, you know everything. You know if you actually did what you said you did earlier. You know if you have actually been slacking. Like, there's there's no... You're brutally honest with yourself. Oh, you can't yeah. hide from yourself. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a cool thing, though. I know, I know when I was in high school, I always struggled with that. Where I was like, man, like, why am I so different at school than how I am at home? Like, why can't I just... Like, why, why do I have to put on this face at school and be fake and just smile at everything and act like everything's all excited? Um, a sense of it did have to do with me getting very excited, just being around people and communicating and, you know, doing my thing, being Dalton for what I am. But um, that kind of, I feel like I, a smile messenger goes with everybody. Everyone has it. You know, you can't get away from it. But then it's come from, you know, me being different at school, at home, to me being mainly just Dalton. And then when I'm at work, there's like work Dalton, you know what I mean? Where like I, some things are turned off and I'm just in the zone getting shit done. It's very different, you know, but it's not as severe of a change as it used to be. Yeah. And then also too, like, I think that there's different sides of you that not everybody should see. Like I, you know, I think that I reserve pieces of myself for certain individuals that I know I can be that vulnerable with, you know? Um, and I'm pretty open about a lot, you know, but there's definitely some things that I really only talk to you guys and Monique about, you know, or like that close, like inner, inner circle that I consider to be like my family, you know? Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, the whole idea of the smile mask syndrome came from like service workers mostly and stuff like that, who had, who just had to smile so much that like, then they couldn't tell when they were smiling because they lost all feeling like, you know, smiling Mm. gives you. It creates some kind of reaction, chemical reaction yeah. in your body. And for them, it just, just completely, was gone. Yeah. Damn. Smile. Let me, let's see. Do you feel it? Do you feel happier Happy now? Happy as fuck right now. <laughs> well, that's an actual thing, right? Yeah. Where they're like, if you feel, you know, smile every once in a while. It makes yeah. you feel better. No, I mean, it, it does because your body's doing it. So Faking it until you make it. The chemicals will react as if you're actually happy. So. Mm-hmm. Well, like you it. guys smile while we take a break. All right. And we're back. And we're going into the first of our signature segments for today. And that is... You got 99 cents with your name on it. It's advice. This week's 99 cent advice is looks don't matter. False. It's a false positive, as I like to call it. A false, false. positive? Yeah. What does that In mean? I want to hear... I want to hear... Oh, okay. Go, Dalton. I want to hear uh, what he means by this. Looks don't matter. So... It's a false positive. So it, it's it's a false statement because for a lot of people, looks do matter, but it sounds nice. Get what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> so it makes people feel better, yeah. but it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> Unfortunately. And I'm not trying to be a dick. Um, I know people think that people who actually, you know, are true to themselves and tell people the truth, sometimes it comes off very rude. But to me, like, sometimes looks matter. Sometimes, you know, for certain situations, in certain scenarios, it matters. Now, if it's like, oh, I can't be a stripper because I have like a dad bod. No, you can, plenty of strippers have dad bods. You can do that. And good for you. You know, and, you mean like women strippers have dad bods? Uh, oh. No, no. Also dudes. Yeah. Also dudes, you know, but they all do their own thing. You know what I mean? Matt said false and it came out hot with it. Yeah. It, what's what's your false, Matt? It's not a false positive like mine. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with that. I, right? I never would. My mind doesn't race there. I think that looks definitely matter. I think that we are so quick to judge everybody. Your Christmas tree comment. My Christmas tree comment. 
your Christmas tree comment. Remember, we talked about this earlier this week. I woke up on my nap and I was like, Matt, why do we all decorate ourselves? And you're like, dude, we're just walking Christmas trees. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, fuck. You're right. I'm, I'm a fucking Christmas tree. You already got an ornament on your arm. Yeah, I know. Um, no, I like, we. Oh. <laughs> those biceps, bud. We, we, <laughs> make, cups, but, yeah. we make snap judgments. Now, whether we hold the person to the preconceived ideas that we have about them or not is a completely different topic. But whether we like it or not, we do. We live in a society that definitely rewards people that are good looking. Um, and it's not saying that if you're not quote unquote good looking that, you know, it's bad or negative. Like that's just, but we tend to have these ideas about beauty and it tends to lead into other things. Like studies have shown that people that are more symmetrical in their face or more, uh, attractive, they have an easier time with doing things or they normally get higher grades or they uh, like, there's just a lot of things that tend to be skewed that way. So I definitely think that it matters. I think it's an un comfortable truth to hear i don't think it's very it's not a popular opinion i don't think we like it but i think that it is true maybe in, definitely in art like americanized culture looks do matter it's like how much like we like celebrate like celebrities like how we glorify celebrities rock stars the way they look the way they do their hair how we copy them yeah the whole idea of celebrity i think well not necessarily i was asking because like i would say british TV and film and stuff like that is not like if you watch British TV, it's going to look like normal people, it's mm-hmm. quote unquote, normal people yeah. compared to, you know, normal people on, on an American TV show is all going to, you know, it's like the friend, you know, friends. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or the whole theory that as the TV show goes on and gets more successful, everyone gets better looking. Yeah. 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 But what, what context does looks don't matter have? Cause I feel like just yeah. looks don't matter. Well, that leads us into then. When is the right time to give the advice? Looks don't matter. Oh. Oh. There is, is no. It, there is no right time. Ah. ah. Is the only so you is the only time it's good is like as like a lie kind of thing? Is it a lie to, to say me, looks that, don't matter? To me that's a lie. See, I uh, it, at least that's that's so the way I would use it. Unless, when when would you give that advice? Unless it's in like just Say you have a friend, and your friend. And by the way, this has nothing to do with any anybody I know. This is just <laughs> me thinking of a scenario. <laughs> you have a friend, and your friend wants to get some type of plastic surgery, and you're like, you're like, why? Like, looks don't matter. Like, and you think they look good the way they are, but in their head, like, you saying that is basically you just putting them down and being like, you know what? No, you're right. Because I think in somebody's head, when you tell them looks don't matter it still doesn't come off well yeah you know like it it doesn't come off in the context that you want the, want it to it's just a very particular use of those words that never can really hit the mark ah. you know what i mean so the person that wants to get um their surgery or whatever just feels like they're being it's, it's being downplayed it's not as serious as they think it is but in their head that's all they've wanted for like their whole life you know what i mean so i think on a societal level i think that this advice never applies. But I think on a personal and an individualistic level, it applies a lot, right? Because the same beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like that's different from me to you. And that's different from one person to the next, right? Like there's a reason that like some people aren't attracted to one individual and then like they're married and that their significant other sees them as the most beautiful person in the world. Like has their physical appearance changed? No. 
but it's just the person that's perceiving them, the frame that they're looking at them through is different. Yeah. You know, yeah. those values are different. I, so that's why it's kind of like, uh, it's a hard one. Cause I think in society, if you're a quote unquote, more attractive person, things are just going to be easier. I don't think that that's what anybody wants to hear, but mm-hmm. it's true. Um, and I, but I, again, like, I think that that same person that may not, you know, have the easiest life based off of their looks can also just be in an absolutely amazing, loving relationship that she is just adored or he's just adored. You know, I, I, that's why it's kind of like socially true, individually, not so true. Like people will talk about, um, uh, like this, like model is dating this, this dude, just, just a big guy. Like doesn't isn't as fit as she is, doesn't do all the activities she does, and their lifestyles are very different, but they just mix very well and everyone's like, Oh, he doesn't deserve her, he doesn't deserve her, like all this stuff, right? Like it was i forget what couple it was, but there was some couple that they were talking about it with. Um and they're like, No, looks like looks don't matter to her. Like she just what matters is what's what's inside, you know, what that person what that person brings brings into the relationship which is also very true you know but i think you guys are also talking about it in a relationship setting or a romantic setting what about in a in a performance field you know i feel like that's like the case when it's like looks don't matter get the job done and the the actions will speak for themselves oh so like an actual like project of some kind mm-hmm. um like being a 250 pound or 280 pound like a uh, uh, cross country runner, like seeing like somebody that's like <laughs> just I mean, a yeah, behemoth of a man. Yeah, if they keep getting first, then yeah. I mean, I guess if like the results are there, or even say like you know at your job as an engineer, like I need it to, I need the the project to do. This is the goal. It needs to complete this, and you make this just hodgepodge like giant contraption, but it gets the job done. I think even at that point, it's going to depend on the person. I know me. I would want it to look really good and get the job done. I wouldn't want it to just simply get the job done. I think at that point, it's just about you know how much is that going to cost if you're doing adding yes. all these different things yeah. to do. It doesn't matter to me. I want it to look cool as fuck. Yeah, in this scenario, Dalton is so wealthy, it doesn't matter. So what, when, when, okay, you guys have said that it's pretty much never good to use it. But when is the worst time to child's birth? Tell someone looks don't matter. Child's birth. <laughs> okay, so give me the situation. Or a mother telling. Give me the scenario. A, a mother telling the bride that on on her wedding day, <laughs> sweetie, looks don't matter. <laughs> um, all right, scenario: baby pops out, crying, just baby, just wailing, healthy baby, healthy baby, just has a just has the post hardcore baby. <laughs> so it's Matt. Breast Matthew. Yes, <laughs> Breast Matt. Breast milk. Uh, but it's got like a second nose or something. It's just an ugly baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, like second, second nose, nose like right here. And you just grab it, you hold it, and smelling everything. And then, and then, like you know, you just you look at the your the mom, and you go, looks don't matter. He's beautiful. And then you go lies. <laughs> well, they would probably do surgery. That absolutely noses, right. Yeah. They would do surgery. Probably come that. out right. Probably does happen before. How about interviews? That's a popular thing, I think. Well, no, that's not a popular thing. But like interviews, you know, do you think that's good advice to tell someone? Um, so places, places that I've worked, um, people that I know that are managers, uh, they were they use 
they looks do matter from in the, in their eyes when it comes to working at those certain places, um, and they take it very seriously. They will not even consider somebody if they do not quote unquote look good. Um, yeah, not not the best thing in the world. I'm not gonna say where, but it's like it's fucked up. You can get the job done. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. But yeah. I'm in, simply in the sense of like you know coming to an interview in a suit versus coming in. Yeah, it, a button, a collar, you know, a polo and so there's a, jeans. There's a book called Blink, um, and it's all about this. It's all about snapshot decisions that we make. Have we, have we talked about it? No. No, I just blinked for the camera. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and it's all about how, like, we make, like, preconceived ideas. Like, for instance, you know how I always give you a hard time about not having laces on your shoes? Or wearing yeah. that hat? Okay, it comes from that book. Because when you walk into a job interview or whatever, if you look down... And you see somebody without shoelaces, studies have shown that it's an automatic assumption without even speaking to you or saying a word that you're lazy. Oh. You're too lazy to tie your shoes. Or efficient. Or that you can't tie your shoes. Depends on. There's too many questions that arise (laughs) from why don't you have laces? And so, but, but it's those snapshot decisions where it's like, I do think that looks and first impressions do matter. Now, as I said earlier, Hopefully, and I try to be one of these people where it's like, yes, I do make judgments, but I also give everybody the opportunity to prove me wrong in my assumptions, right? Not everybody's like that. Some people, it's like, I've seen people do this where they make a judgment about somebody and that's just, that is law. That's just how that person is. Yeah, that sucks. Everything, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. So is this 99 cent advice or is that is this 99 dollar advice? I'd say 99 dollar. You think it's it's really, really good advice? Looks don't matter. Oh, oh, no. It's 99 cent advice, but if you can take this and like actually just keep that in the forefront of your mind as you live your life, it's 99 dollar advice. It's good to know this, that they do matter. It's good to hold, not good to give. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll hold 99 dollars and I'll give a cent. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty selfish. Oh, yeah. Hey, there's what it is. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. What are we getting oh, into? Oh, yeah. Don's excited for our next topic. Yeah, man. Is he? Is he? Is he excited for our oldest segment? Here we go. One, two, three. Is it canon, bro? Can you not do no, that? I, I, <clears throat> sorry. Voice crack. It's ingrained. Now both of you have cracked your voice. This week's Is It Canon is a very popular one. It's about the Denver airport. Oh. The Denver airport, you say? You mean, you mean the secret UFO base? <laughs> so how much do you know about this already? Um, what I know, what, Matt, shut up. Um, I know the Denver. <laughs> I know the airport base, like you said here. Is, these are all things that are pretty much right now. <laughs> no, but these these are things I watched a docu- like a little documentary about it. Um, what was the, what was the name of it? A little documentary about the Denver airport. <laughs> I watched it years ago. Uh, basically, it took uh, forever to finish the Denver airport. There was like so much construction happening. Um, and if you look at like the, uh, what do they call it? The archi- architectural designs. Um, there's like, it goes underground. Like it goes deep underground. There's there's levels and sub-levels and sub-levels and sub-levels of things that nobody knows about because we all see the surface area of it. The airport's huge. It's beautiful. But there's also thoughts on them sending like there's certain um ideas of like the new world order so, I, like they, they do a lot of uh propaganda type stuff 
in the Denver airport, around the Denver airport, like on posters and stuff like that. They have a really weird statue. With, I don't know. What the, is it a horse statue or something? Yeah, the fourth, the fourth horseman. Yeah, something creepy like that. Um, I think that everyone thinks that it's the New World Order that is coming, that it works there, the Illuminati. Um, but uh, even says here it was the second biggest airport in the world, but ranked twentieth in air traffic, which is very odd. Um, and it's two billion dollars over budget and finished way beyond schedule. When you say beyond schedule, does that mean like, like past, like past the date it was supposed to be done? Okay, okay. like I so much that they stopped giving updates, and they were like, "We're not even going to say when it's going to be done because we have no clue." Yeah, and I can only imagine because I know I've been to LAX a few times, and they they were doing so much construction every time we went, and I was always wondering like, what are they working on? What are they working on? I can only imagine from it being this this much work and how big it is, like how long it took them to do it, including with everything they're doing underground. And I don't think they keep aliens there, but I do think it's like a, a society, like it's very, it's a very important location for some type of establishment. So there's three theories. Matt, you want to give the three theories? Yes. The three theories is that, as Dalton said, it's the New World Order headquarters. Which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. They uh, are the lizard people. The lizard people. Uh, the second one is they are FEMA camps waiting to be used. I don't know what FEMA stands Me neither. For. I forgot. Female education nope, mafia that's not it. announcements. Um, we'll, we'll that's figure an out interesting. What... Hold on, hold on here. <laughs> Female education mafia, mafia announcements. announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that group do? It's a female mob. So basically, and they just make announcements. No, 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 no. I mean, they make more than announcements, Matt. So <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who said it. <laughs> what I think they do is, I think uh, they're a very strong part of woman empowerment maybe uh maybe they go heavily into the women like rights movement um you know they they deal with they they the people that run the show are the ones that are in office the one that run help with the politics you know and uh and i think it got started up by maybe one of the ma families from new york or you know yeah you know they they started there like you know what i want to be a strong you know, I want to kick ass too. So it was so like they, the mob wives. Yeah, and they they built the biggest fucking place possible. So in, in Denver. In Denver. That's why it's so nice there. Mm. What were you gonna say, Matt? It stands for Federal Emergency Management Agency. Ah. So you weren't close, but you weren't you know close. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is Doomsday Bunkers for the Elite, which is also very interesting. I so can see that too. One is like a headquarter for the elite. Illuminati and the other one is a bunker. Yeah. And so yeah, like Dalton was saying, they have they claim to have people who worked on it say that they built five multi story buildings underneath with the tunnel system for whatever whatever is going on down there. I mean I could see it being like a doomsday bunker type thing. Um I feel like the FEMA camps is not really, but um, definitely a doomsday bar. They, that thing is like, you know, it's in there. It's deep. They, they took forever to make that shit. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's definitely there. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's cool. It's the second. Know. It's the second biggest airport in the world. Yeah. But it has it's twentieth in terms of how much traffic it gets. Yeah. So there's 19 other airports that have more stuff going on there, but for whatever reason, it's the second biggest. I don't know what the biggest one is. I'd be curious to see like 
why they would want to use Denver as the new world order headquarters. Like, is it like the middle of the earth, like geographically, like there have to be a meaning for it to be like, you know what I mean? Is Denver in the mile high club? Is Denver, uh, huh? Is Denver a mile up hmm, in what's the, the sky? Mile, what's the mile high club? Yeah. David? What's the mile high club, David? Where you're a mile up in the sky. That's not what the mile high club is. What is a mile high it's club? When you fuck in the air. Yes. It's when you go have sex in the airport bathroom or airport bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, do me. <laughs> David's all, I am in the Mile High Club. Uh, in, in the airplane. So usually in the bathroom. But, I mean, if you want to just risk it for the biscuit and just do it on the seat, you know? There's there's a video of a couple that did it on the seat. <laughs> How do you at? do it on, <laughs> on Spirit? On Spirit Airlines. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, how? They, she just had a, no she had shame? No shame. She had. She was on top of him. She had a jacket over her. And she who was just going to town. And the girl was recording. It was like, you saw her face. Her face was literally like like this the whole time, like recording it. Because she couldn't believe it. And like you could see one of the people in the back, like didn't know how to respond to it. But then everyone else was asleep. Nice. So I can see why they thought it would be okay. Because everyone else was asleep. Like, I mean, it's not okay at all. But I can see why they were like, okay, we can get away with it. Because everyone else is asleep. And it was like dark and everything. But good for them. Just joining the Mahai Club. You know, at least, at least someone else got to witness it. You know, it's would cool. would you if you if you did? Would you like if you joined the Mahai Club, Matthew? Would you brag about it? Would that be a brag that you would bring up to who? Just to people, like if no. you. No, I would. I would probably tell you two. That's about it. Mm. I feel like one of those things like when Matt gets drunk, he'll just be like, oh, I joined the Mile High Club. I Here's my story. What do I brag about when I'm drunk that makes you think I would bring that up? I don't know. When I get drunk, I just start giggling at everything. You don't. But I think that'd be... That, I don't know if I would brag about it. I feel like I, I feel... Who would you brag about that to? I don't know. Cause you I, guys aren't the kind of guys that brag about any kind of conquest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would want I would want to find a way to talk about it for the first time. You guys know, have like, been a mile hub in the sky. <laughs> You've gone clubbing. Don't you want to just stick your dick in something like that high in the air and then be like, oh, what do you mean by that? And be like, well, and then boom. And then whoever you're dating is like, hi, I'm something. Well, you know, it could be that person or someone else. If somebody maybe you meet on the airport. Yeah, airplane, you never know. You know, who knows? Never know. Just have a mile high one air stand. I feel like if you, I feel like you could you pull really that off if you're like you if really you're sitting tried. down like on an airplane and then you just look at a girl and like you say you guys like hit it off you just look at her and be like there you go mile high you want to join the mile high club and if she says yes you're good and then you, yeah. you know right on right on speak your truth speak we gotta have a event. flight attendant on here or something I'm sure they know every single time oh, someone should, joins oh, I wonder the if there's a flight club. attendant like subreddit. Oh, 100%. There's got to be. Yeah, we should read those. We should read those. All right, back to back to this. Uh, so, Dalton, that statue you're talking about is called Lucifer. It's the blue horse statue that represents the fourth horseman of the apocalypse. Which is? Which is? Lucifer. What's the fourth horseman of the apocalypse? A horse. A headless horseman. A piece fell on its... I don't know. A piece fell on its sculptor. So, the sculptor guy was doing his thing. A piece fell off. Severing a severed leg artery. a leg artery. And killed the sculptor. Dunzo. He didn't let me read it. I was trying it's to read death. It. It's death. The fourth, hor- the fourth horseman of the apocalypse is death. But oh, how, what, the how do they know? Like, shut up. How do they know that that's 
<laughs> what like that is called Blucifer. It's like did he say that this is the fourth horseman? That is a nickname that the horse statue has gained. Got it. I didn't know that. Okay, thank you. Thank you for answering. Because it's that. a giant blue well, horse statue with glowing red orange eyes. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful piece. You seen it? I think I have. Yeah, because I've I've watched the little documentary. On it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the capstone near its near it with Masonic symbol. And I don't get this though. New Airport Association. Gargoyles line the baggage oh. claim as a sign of evil. Well, Aren't the gargoyles, gargoyles gargoyles line the baggage claim, and people say that. The fact that they're there is a sign of evil. No, gargoyles protect from bad spirits. Yeah, but why are they there in the first place? You would place? know if you watched the cartoon. Huh? Oh, when the, oh yeah. I forgot yeah, about that one. Yeah. They come to life? Yeah. You mean Hunchback? No, 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 no. There's a, oh, there's gargoyles. A, there's a TV show. There's a cartoon called Gargoyles. We watched it growing up. That's a very hard word to say. Gargoyles. 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 Um, yeah, on I love I love what's the the theory of the braille on that yeah, tablet. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, there's braille on tablet. It's secretly, it's, oh braille on on the tablet. You worded this weird. The braille on the tablet is secretly a keypad <laughs> that communicates with aliens. Well, well, well. Look, we can read. <laughs> Wait, hold, I want to see this. Uh, so because it's raised, like when you when you touch it in the right way, it becomes a keypad instead of just braille. Oh. It's like a secret bookcase, you know? Are you looking at the murals? Yeah. So if you go down, there's two murals in there that are pretty wild. And uh, people have definitely used that to claim that it's part of all of the, um, the world. hysteria. There's the, two. The first, the first mural is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature, which is said to symbolize the environmental destruction versus environmental healing. It's located in the West Baggage Claim area. So there's two murals. Uh, both of them have a bunch of people in it. One is like fire. And trees are on fire. They're in a forest. The second one is like running waterfalls, blue skies. I'll put the picture. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you can see that. And then, well, for our listeners. Oh, yeah. And the second mural is titled yeah, Children of the World Dream of Peace. And this is the one that gets a lot more uh, focus. Uh, oh, here it is. Oh. Whoa. Okay. So you have a army man with a skull face holding what looks to be, uh, it's like a AK? Yeah. 16. AK, but it has like a knife on the end. He also looks like a Nazi. He does look yeah, like a Nazi. definitely. And then he has a sword that looks like it's stabbing a dove. dove. <laughs> Emphasis on dove. And then it's just like a bunch of weeping mothers, like following like his trail behind him. And then, there, like then there's, but there is a rainbow from his head to the side of the panel. And then there's a bunch of like broken. But this is creepy, dude. And then it goes, but it goes to the other half, Go to the which if you scroll down a little bit, shows you the other half of the mural. Up, 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 up. This one. That's where the rainbow leads to. Oh. Oh, and there's. Oh, so the rainbow. If you follow the rainbow, it leads what, to. Is that the Statue of Liberty that's broken? No, that's no, the soldier. That's the soldier. Oh. So now the soldier looks like it's dead, and then it's everybody's in happy harmony. Yeah, 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 yeah. World peace. World peace. So people take the 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 reality side because it's basically two. Where if you look in the side where the soldier's like up and about, the, there's the child sleeping in it. Yeah, and it's like that's the world that they live in, but what they hope will someday be true. Uh. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. So, Don, what do you think, man? You think it's uh, you think it's 
pretty canon? I think, yeah, I think it's canon as fuck. Okay, hold on. Which of these three theories, though? I think if I had a, if I had a, to put them in a number, I think one is New World Order headquarters. Um, I think two would be the Doomsday Bunkers. I think three would be my the female, my female mafia. mafia? Mm. Yeah, I would definitely put that one at three. I thought that was going to be at your first. Uh, I, I really considered it, to be honest. I think since he just made it up right now, it's mm. probably not. Need time I, to simmer. I got to yeah. let that thing. I got to write, write some stuff. I got to do some spiderwebs. <laughs> you know, really let it simmer. I I I think it's canon. I don't you know. I don't, I don't know for what though. Yeah, I think it's canon. I think there's definitely more. The FEMA camps, not the FEMA mafia, but the actual like emergency um, meeting areas. I think that or management agency. Um, I think that that makes sense. Like you're gonna have that big of that much land used for one thing, and you're not even gonna go down underground. Or if you do, you're telling me that there's not gonna be something built there for some reason. Like I think there's definitely something going on. Hmm. But I don't think that all the murals or anything are like depicting what's going to happen because why, if they wanted to keep us controlled and in the dark about everything going on, why would they leave clues? They leave clues everywhere. Every movie. Why does the Riddler leave clues? Because he he likes riddles. Because he needs to prove that he's smarter than everyone. Mm. So what's the Ah, best way then? Ego. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Very true. Ego is a stone cold killer. But yeah, Matt, what are you uh what are you squaring up with this week? Wind. Fuck off. God damn. Dalton, anytime you bring anything up to Dalton, his and like first response is always Fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. Um Dude, these winds kill me. Oh, fuck, I know what's going up with. They literally, like, they blow. Like, my allergies are just terrible. And I have a really bad headache, and I can't wait to take allergy meds and go to bed. Don, what are you squaring up with this week, dude? Uh, I'm squaring up with um, the fact that Mahomes has a, has a uh, concussion? concussion, and I called for the Bucks and the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl. So Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm kind of bummed. I've been calling all the games. Mahomes so. is you two guys. <laughs> you my homie too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm squaring up with is why did he have to have a concussion? Hopefully he can get through protocol pretty quick, but I don't know if he can get it done. Like in- Yo, I think he got knocked out. I don't think he has. I think he got a concussion, but I do think he got knocked out. When you see him walk off the field. He's dazed. Really? David, what are you squaring up with this week, bro? I'm squaring up with shoddy craftsmanship. All right. So we've been selling a bunch of stuff to yep. pay for all the new stuff we're going to get. And you know that giant display case of all my movies? Yep. I sold that case. How much? Uh, if you don't mind. 60 bucks? Yeah, that's pretty it good. Was half, half I was expecting like 20 dude. But the thing is, like, it's really strong compressed plywood for the ribs. But the back is just... Like a thin piece of... Thin piece yeah. of like paper cardboard or whatever yeah and it's split into two halves so the joints are really weak but the wood is really strong Hmm. so i've always had it up against my wall we were going to sell it i had to move it out to the front first i was going to put it in the truck and so we're moving it out it's had something to support against it we were trying to get it into the truck and it just like right where the two pieces meet just snapped oh so i texted the guy and i was like sorry dude i it, I broke it. It was really fragile. And yeah. I was like, yeah, for sure. And then I, but I didn't take it down because I was like, let's see if I can fix it. And then someone else was like, cool, I'll take it today. And that was the only day they had. So I had to run home and go to Lowe's and get a bunch of hardware so I could reinforce it myself. But the screws wouldn't go through because 
the wood was so hard. Yeah. And that's where I was like, I was stressing myself out the entire time up to the second he got there. Yeah. And then oh, he was like, time, baby. he was like, dude, I was going to go to Best Buy. This is literally half the price. Like, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll <laughs> make it work. And I was like, all right. Oh yeah. That's and dope. I was done. That's dope. Right, well, screw that shoddy craftsmanship. Matthew, what's your woe dude of the week, bud? My woe dude of the week is, uh, some high ranking official in Canada confirmed that we have one species of aliens that live among us and however they are not evil they've agreed with uh our elites to just live among us in harmony and just play along with us however they're getting fed up with the way that we have been treating this earth and i don't know what that means but i thought it was super interesting um but yeah dumb What's your woe dude of the week? My woe dude is that uh, a lot of car companies are going all electric and Dodge decided to just scoop <laughs> up his fucking minivan <laughs> to the most extreme extent to where like just way overpowered for what a fucking minivan should be. And it's just, it's insane how like so many cars are going electric and it's becoming more and more of a thing. You know, we're not be spending so much money on gas and I know me and I've talked about it. Like I go back and forth on wanting a Tesla and then wanting just like, you know, a Camaro, like back and forth on wanting those cars. Um, but it's crazy how it's like, it's just changing completely. And so, you know, you have like four talking about their all electric trucks, their four all electrics. And um, you have like Tesla going more and more deeper into it with their semis now. And then you got fucking Dodge where they're just like, fuck off. We're going harder in the gas. Yeah, I think they put like a Hellcat engine in or something. Yeah, something oh crazy, dude. It's wild. It looks insane. And David, what's your woe due to the week? Uh, my woe due to the week is uh the wind also. But yeah. just just the sounds it can make the 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 insanity of like air moving through certain spaces and stuff can just like if it's just moving fast enough, it can howl. But if it goes through your car, through the little like spots in your car at the speeds it goes, it sounds like something screaming yeah, or like shrieking. Yep. Uh, and just that phenomenon in nature. That's sure. always pretty crazy. Yeah. Nature's crazy, man. Nature's a butthole. Yeah. But Don, what got you stoked this week? Uh, I would say what got me stoked is, oh, probably when my, 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 my parents got me for my birthday, got me some nice, a nice silver necklace. And then I like a, like a meaner version of this necklace. Uh, for, What's, what does meaner mean? It means it's black and silver. It uh-huh. just, it, it's thicker. Yeah. yeah it depends just, like which angle you look at it. It's yeah. a different It shape just looks mean. Color. I like it. it looks, I love it. I like love it. you're going to look mean wearing it or it looks It's mean. a weird thing. He clips it and he goes. Yeah. I, I instantly get angry the minute I put it on. So it's like my fighting necklace. But it came with a bracelet, which I think is pretty came cool. came with a bracelet too. It's like a Horcrux. It's, it's super dope. I, I didn't, I've never been a really big jewelry person, but I've always wanted a necklace I could wear consistently. And now I have a necklace I could wear when like I want to look, you know a little bit spicier <laughs> you know what i mean david what got you stoked this week <laughs> uh pop punk is still alive on tiktok yeah and more and more of those things where people just throw in the love to old school middle school pop punk with yeah. uh except for green day green day is going through and a lot of people are using american idiot to and they're like that's why i voted for trump and then everyone <laughs> <laughs> Good God. And then a lot of other people are like, no, you you know what the song is actually about, right? Uh, but just like so many people showing love for pop punk. On right TikTok. on, right on. I love pop punk. Matt, 
What's what, up? What gets you stoked this week? What got me stoked this week? Matthew doesn't have one yet. Uh oh. No. Um. This jacket got me stoked this week. Money gave Whoa. it to me. It's a nice jacket. I fucking it's love a nice it. Nice jacket. What do you remember of? Uh, only. That was. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked that. That was really bad. That's okay. No, I've never heard of this brand, but apparently it's, it was big when my dad was uh, younger. So she gave it to me. I love it. But yeah. All right, we've made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. And if you've made it this far into the video, thank you so, so much. Go ahead and click the subscribe button, the bell icon, so you know when we upload our videos. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Platforms, not platforms. Uh, at Drum Podcast. Everybody, stay safe. And we will see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.